0: seated. For those of you that have come to this second service to experience our children's program, I would ask that you would please forgive us as we move things around and get set up because there's no children's program this morning. Um, So, uh, you know, just kind of bear with us as we have this because the message for today has gone from this nice 10-15 minute message with about 5 or 10 people or 15 people in the morning service to what has to be now a full-blown message for about 25 or 40 minutes or so. No, I'm kidding. It, It has grown, but not that long. So I wanted this to be a nice and easy and just a relaxing service today. And we've experienced the moving of the Holy Spirit. So I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to relax a little bit. I'm going to invite you to relax a little bit as well. So if you can, go ahead and lean back a little bit in your pew. Crawl ahead and cross your feet if you can and just make yourself comfortable because we are here today to praise and to worship our God Almighty. And I want to read something for you this morning. It was the night before Christmas, and not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Oh, wait a minute. That's the wrong one. Although, as a tradition, I imagine that this coming Thursday evening, that thousands, if not billions of people will be reading that story was the night before Christmas to their children. I know that uh, I did it, some for my kids, for my children, as they were growing up. But one of the things that I really enjoyed doing, and I was supposed to ask if I could tell a story, kids, can I tell this story? Okay, yeah, everybody's shaking their head, so, yes, so I can tell this story about my kids, because they're all here today, I, I appreciate that. But Christmas time, it means a lot to me. Uh, you know, number one, because it is celebration of the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ. But I love the anticipation that builds up throughout the months, right? Uh, you know, you just are anticipating and just waiting for this, right? So whenever our kids got old enough, I would sneak outside early, early in the morning. And I would go by their bedroom window, and I would shake these Christmas bells. Yeah. See, my daughter, whenever she heard those the first time, she, she couldn't go to sleep that night. At least I've been told that. Now, I didn't check. But see, it's tradition that we do that. But there's another tradition that hopefully your family has. That on Christmas Day, after you open up the gifts, or before you open the gifts, you turn God's Word to Luke chapter 1 and you begin reading from verse 26. So I'm going to read in Luke chapter 1, beginning with verse 26. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. It says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Do not be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. <clears throat> you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the babe to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. Mary responded. I am the Lord's servant. Everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. We've talked about tradition this morning. Whenever we look at this passage of Scripture, we see a tradition that we have in God and His miraculous power and in His movement here on this earth. This is not the first announcement. Of someone being with child. If you remember Abraham and Sarah. Was supposed to have a child. Abraham and Sarah waited a long time. Before that child was brought to. God's promise. Came. Came. You also have Hannah that prayed fervently at the altar asking for a child because she was barren. And God gave her a child. And we also have Elizabeth up in her age and has a child. Whenever we see this tradition, we see that God is entering into this world, and He is showing His mighty power in the same way that He has always done throughout Scripture. But we also see that there's a little twist. Because as Mary is here, I imagine Mary was not praying and did not and had not prayed for a child after all. She was only betrothed. I give you that big word this morning so that I can tell you what that big word means. Betrothed, engaged. It took me, whenever I was 30 some odd years in a Christmas cantata and having to read that passage of scripture, that I had to ask someone, what in the world does this mean? So now you know what I know, which isn't all that much, right? No. But it's tradition. Tradition. See, God shows up in the same way, with the same power, and the same love that He's always done. But here, there's a little bit of a twist to it. So as you were celebrating Christmas and as you were thinking about that perfect meal or that meal that you always have on Christmas Day, and as you are preparing for the gifts to be opened... Or you're preparing to read The Cajun Night Before Christmas. Oh, y'all don't read that one? Oh, my daughter reads that one for us now. I, I got her a cassette tape of Twas the Night Before Christmas, Cajun. But we don't have a cassette player, so she still has to read it again this year. Old tradition, bringing in new tradition. still has the same power and the same love from God Almighty. Mary didn't pray for a child, but the world needed a Savior nonetheless. And God gave us the Savior through Mary. Mary was confused whenever he said that she was... That she found favor in the sight of God. Some scholars believe that Mary was part of a, a group or a community or a sect of believers that Scripture would have represented or would have referred to them as the remnant. As they worshipped the true God and only God. And they worshipped Him in the same manner as all of their relatives. They didn't deviate. We would kind of say that they were old school. And some people in the old school says if it's not broke, then don't fix it, right? But that might be it. But Mary didn't really understand. And and I don't really pull into that because if that's the case, then any woman that would have been in that community could have been chosen. But Mary was chosen for a specific reason. And that specific reason is given to us here at the end of that passage of Scripture. Because she says, your servant is ready. And whatever you said, let it be so in my life. Now, you have to look at this. Because this is going away from tradition. She was engaged, so she was still living with mom and dad as her husband was building the home. Tradition says that she should now be stoned to death because she is pregnant. She is not pure for her husband. The power of God is nonetheless in this miracle, but it's different from the others. So we see this, and and in this we get this understanding that as God brings in and as God is introducing and entering into this world our Savior, He is doing it because He loves us so much. In that love that He gives, He is showing us that love and that bond that would normally be given in between a mother and a child. The love in between a good mother and a child is unbreakable. A, m- a love in between a mother and her child is something that will never end. And we also see this in the birth of Elizabeth. Elizabeth. And he gives us this connection in between these two mothers. One that was up in age that had been wanting and praying for a child. And one that conceives a child that becomes the savior of the world because her, because her Lord deemed it so. And that love. But Scripture goes a little bit further from that. Because as we continue to look into this story, we see that Mary then goes and visits with Elizabeth. And what happens whenever Mary walks into the presence of Elizabeth? It says that the baby in Elizabeth's womb jumped with joy because he knew that his Savior was in the belly of Mary. See, it reaches beyond the connection and the bond of physicality. And God is bringing in the connection of His love in spiritual aspects. As in those two knew, before they were even born, the importance of who they were because of the Spirit Today, we connect with God, not physically, but we connect with Him spiritually. Because it's His Son that was born on Christmas Day so many years ago. Died on the cross, but rose again on the third day. Now lives within us because His reign will never end. The traditional becomes new. But the power is still just as strong. Because God never changes. Who He is and what He has done never changes. The miraculous movements that He made in the Old Testament, He is still doing today through the Holy Spirit. His power and His love has never diminished and will never diminish. The Old tradition becomes the new tradition. As you were at home, you had those family traditions, right? As a child growing up in Christmas, I was that calm and collective child that would lay in bed and wait silently until his mother or father or or one of his other brothers or sisters came to the door and knocked on the door and said, Oh, John, you need to come and you know, we're going to open up the presents and stuff for Christmas. Yeah, no. <laughs> that didn't happen. I was the one that was up at about 4 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning. And I would go into the, you know, into the living room and I would see all those presents that was there. And I would just quietly sit on the couch. No, see, I was worse than a rooster. I would go running through the hallway. The presents are here. Christmas is here. You got to get up. You got to get up. Before the sun was up, we had every present unwrapped and Christmas Day was over with. But whenever you move out on your own, you have the opportunity to make your own traditions. Whenever you grow up, you have the opportunity to make up your own traditions. But the power of God is still the same. The day that we celebrate Christmas is still the same. You might deep fry your turkey this year instead of baste it in the oven. Don't know you might be like us, and they made this fancy, uh, you know, Cajun, uh, you know, what they called a Cajun microwave. By the way, it, it doesn't mean it cooks it faster. It was a box that would, had tin and stuff inside of it, and you put the fire on the top. It, it meant it took longer to cook. It meant instead of taking six hours to cook your turkey, it took like nine or ten hours to cook the turkey. I don't understand why the world microwave came out. You know, I don't understand it. But it's new traditions. But it's no less as powerful. Remember, God is the same yesterday as He is today. What He does might be different. But His love and His power is not different. He speaks differently today than he did yesterday. But what he is saying is the same. And it still has the same power and same love and mercy that it has ever had. Because he never changes. But Mary, on that day, her willingness to receive... God, in whatever fashion, he deemed worthy. Can you imagine? Can you fathom yourself today looking up into the heavens and just simply saying, God, whatever you have for this day, let it be because I'm your servant. And then allowing him to be. Remember in Jesus' ministry, they questioned, they questioned who he was. If you remember when Satan, the first thing that Satan said, if you're the Son of God. Question him. If you're the Son of God. See, we know that He was the Son of God, that doesn't change. We know, it's different. So how many of you have, how long have you ever celebrated Advent with the Advent wreath and the candles? See, there's, there's many of Nazarene churches, even now, that still don't celebrate Advent with the Advent wreath and the candles. So we, we celebrate it, same thing, to just a little different. I, I remember, and I don't know if y'all remember this, but I used to talk about Hanukkah. Pagan, and I celebrate Hanukkah. You know, when I used to talk about this, you know, I don't know. Do y'all like Hanukkah? Do y'all, do y'all celebrate Hanukkah? Does anybody out here celebrate? Some might celebrate Hanukkah. Okay, that's good. I really like Hanukkah because you get a Christmas present eight days in a row, instead of just waiting for that one day. You get one every day. Man, I you know, let's bring on Hanukkah you know, just because of the presents, right? No. I, you know, but see, two years after being here. I had someone come to me and and they said, Pastor, we're, we're not Jews. We don't want to hear about Hanukkah. So I quit talking and I quit preaching about things about Hanukkah until this week. In my Bible study Thursday, Dr. Richard Tompkins tells me this and he says, John, he says, you know, he says, Hanukkah is nothing but a story. Not a story. But Hanukkah is about purification. Because if you know the story of Hanukkah, it's whenever the Israelites come back out of captivity. The temple has been degraded or defiled. And in the temple, there's supposed to be light or a fire burning 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. But they only had enough pure oil for it to last for one day. But God blessed it and that oil lasted for seven days. To give them enough time to purify the oil for the eighth day. So it's about purification. Now, at a wedding feast. We're all invited to a wedding feast, right? Whenever we get into the wedding feast... Jesus' mother comes to him and says, they've ran out of wine. He says, what does this have to do with me? And then Mary calmly and politely, just like a mother normally would, she tells to the servants, whatever he says to do, do it. Jesus didn't do it because his mother told him to do it. Jesus did it. Because God told him, it was time for your ministry to start. So then Jesus is going to give us his ministry. So Jesus tells the servants to take these stone pots and fill them with water. The stone pots were used in the ancient days as the purification ceremony to purify the hands and the feet of everyone that entered into that house. So it was pure water. So Jesus is taking these purification pots and he is changing the purification process because then they fill it with water and then they take that water to the, you know, to the master of the ceremonies and he says, wait a minute, normally you give the best wine at first and then when everybody's drunk you give them the, best, the worst wine, but you give the best wine first. Jesus had changed the water into wine, therefore He has changed the purification process, and it no longer comes from the water, but it comes from the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ in His blood that He shed for each and every one of us. So whenever He was born on Christmas Day, He knew that He had to die on the cross to change that purification system. An old tradition that on Jesus' first ministry shattered. And he said, no. He said, this is no longer the purification process. I am. And if you believe in me and I live within you, then your life can be a pure and holy life that is lived righteously here on this earth for me. And you will live in heaven for eternity. Whoo! Praise the Lord that he did that on Christmas Day. new and it's the same power his love and his power and his mercy never ever changes and what he did for us on Christmas day that never changes our savior was born of a virgin of a young girl Engaged, not praying for a baby, but accepting exactly what God had for her life. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for the message and for the words that you have given to us. God, I pray that we would remember these words this Christmas day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.